0: Hi! It's time for crime culture.
1: What time is it?
0: Crime culture time.
1: That's right. And I'm Haley. And I'm not. Nope. No, nope. I'm Caitlin. Yeah. She's Haley. Ye- yeah. A- and what are we talking about today? Uh, today we're going to talk about Phil Spector.
0: Oh, um, spooky.
1: Yeah. 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 I was going to say. People are gonna think that there's some spook in this. There's not some spook in this. There's just some crime. His name just happens to be Spectre. Yeah, and that was his. And that was his real name. Ooh, which I was like, yeah, it's not like fucking Rob Zombie, like where you change your name. I don't know if Rob did zombie he change, change his name. His name. Uh, I'm only. I'm just assuming because otherwise that's very that's on a, brand. That that's, is
0: a banger of a last name.
1: Not only that, but the field that he's in where he, uh, I looked, yeah, his name is, he was born Robert Bartley, Bartley, Bartle, okay. Bartle Cummings. The point is his last name is not zombie. What about that girl on the news
0: around here that uh, she's a weather girl and her name's Amy Freeze? That's awesome. Right? She. There's no way she changed her name to be a weather girl. She
1: was born to be a weather girl. Like yeah, right? every so often. She like people. Just their names the are right, reflective. The right yes. field. Yes, their names are reflective of that. And let us know if your name is reflective of the field that you are in, because I think yeah, I'm speaking cool. for both of us when I say that our names are not.
0: No. No.
1: <laughs> no. But anyway, Phil Spector. Yes, yes Phil Spector. Um, and so I, he had I like I did say that he didn't change his name. He had like a bit of a name change. He goes by his middle name. Um, okay but like a lot of people do that like the late greg r.i.p luke perry who died this past week he went by his middle name was luther and he went by luke because of that oh um because he it was one of those situations where like there were multiple people with his name in previous generations you know what i mean like yeah it it could also
0: be like one of those um like michael ian black his name is michael schwartz but there was already a michael schwartz in the sag so he had to change his name for
1: that's what happened with professional yeah that's true yeah um but i digress r.i.p luke perry (laughs) um but back to phil specter because you know i would love to talk about luke perry all day but we can't um so yeah there's no really crime there no the the crime is that he died too
0: young yes but yes he didn't die of um nefarious means that we know of that we know of
1: yeah we don't know we don't know what Hiram Lodge might have done to Luke Perry. We don't know.
0: We're alleging.
1: Um, we're alleging. We're 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 gonna solidly allege. Just take a full stance of alleging. Alright. Um but yes, so third time's a charm. Phil Spector was born <laughs> as Harvey Phillips Spector in the Bronx in New York on December 26, nineteen thirty nine. Um, though some sources say nineteen forty, so he could be pulling a Beyonce, we don't know. Hmm. Um, so first of all, that's, like, the very first, like, shitty moment of his life is that he was a Christmas baby, which means that for the rest of his life, for the foreseeable future, people were going to try to pawn off birthday gifts as Christmas gifts and vice versa. Yeah. Um, whether you're, whether you're uh, celebrating Christmas or not, that shit always tends to go down that way. Yeah, I guess. Um, but so he was born to Benjamin Spector, who was an iron worker, and his wife, Bertha Spector. Uh, ben and Bartha, and <laughs> when Spectre was a child, his dad committed suicide by carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh God! Yep. So that's tragedy number two, if we're counting his birthday. And I would say this one's a little higher up on the the tragedy scale. You've than- clearly never had presents try to be pawned off for different holidays. No, that is it was Veterans Day. That's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, mine would be. Do you get I presents born- for
0: Veterans Day? I don't think so.
1: I don't, but I was born the day before Mother's Day, and like, I mean, we don't have to worry Mother's about me being day a gift mother ever. Yeah, that's literally what my mother said, and I'm just sitting here like, thank God I'm not going to be a mom because you know that people will give me like a fucking KitchenAid MixMaster or some shit and be like, here you go, it's a Mother's um, Day gift I would and be, a birthday gift. I would be super excited for that for any type of gift. I would prefer a toaster so that I can drop it in the tub with me. Oh God. Um, but so, yeah, so he moved, <laughs> he moved with his mom and his older sister, Shirley, to Los Angeles at 12 years old following his father's death. Mm-hmm. Um. So Spectre was a songwriter and a producer and creator of the 60s musical style known as Wall of Sound. Um, oh, Yeah. And Spectre began his career in 1958 as the co-founder of the band The Teddy Bears with some of his high school classmates. Mm-hmm. And he performed on guitar and vocals. Uh, so The Teddy Bears had a top 10 hit with their single To Know Him Is To Love Him when Spectre was only 17. Whoa. Uh, yeah. He, so he was something of a musical prodigy. Um, Sounds like it the he because he also he was 17 he really only picked up like guitar and piano and whatnot when he was in high school Mm -hmm. so he like how often do you hear about somebody picking up like a like an art form or a craft or anything like that and a couple of years later they've mastered it to the point where they're obtaining achieving whatever you want to call it commercial success like that's pretty that's that's pretty fucking dope
0: that's Um, pretty
1: nuts so the record went gold Um, The group went on to appear on the popular television show American Bandstand. And so they were becoming, they were gaining traction, but they ended up disbanding in 1959, a year after their single was released. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, But again, they were like 18. So they all were going off. Yeah, they had much more to do. Yeah, they were going off to college. Um, Specter himself went on to go to UCLA and he worked as a court stenographer to help pay for his tuition while he was there, ironically, yeah. um, given that his future will involve a court or two. Spoiler um, alert. <laughs> and he considered actually going into work at the United Nations as an interpreter, mm-hmm. but he ultimately decided to stick with music. Um, in 1960, he ended up moving back to New York, and he worked as a producer and a session musician, and then co-founded the record label Phils Records, but it's P H I L L E S. Okay. With his partner Lester Sill. Um, re- rereading this, so the it was a combination of both of their names because they co-founded it together. So it might yeah. also be Phyllis Records. Phyllis. Because looks. his name is Les and Spector's name is Phil, okay. But I looked for pronunciations and all I could find because it. Well, we'll get into that. It well, it didn't last long. Um, mm. In 1962, Spector bought out Sill's like ownership or his stock or whatever you want to call it, and he became the sole owner of Les Records, Phil's Records, and okay. that made him the youngest person ever to own a record label in the United States. Wow. And yeah, how so old he, was he at this point? 21. Oof, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um, so he produced for he I mean, I skipped ahead. Um <laughs> so he was the youngest record label owner in the United States in history, and he actually then had to close the label four years after buying it out from Les. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, but he was he was fine. Um, don't, like don't worry. He okay. produced for musicians such as the Crystals, mm-hmm. the Beatles, mm-hmm. Ike and Tina Turner. Wow. Um, and he, not to foreshadow too much, he takes a page out of Ike's book soon. Um, mm-hmm. The Righteous Brothers, Cher. Um, also, Sonny Bono was not just a like he didn't just record for Cher and Sonny and whatnot, but he was like a friend of his and they were business partners. Okay. Um, and The Ramones. Wow. Yes. And famous albums and songs that he worked on included the Beatles album Let It Be. Um, John Lennon's Imagine album. Mm-hmm. Be My Baby by the Ronettes. Christmas mm. Baby Please Come Home by Darlene Love. Unchained Melody and You've Lost That Loving Feeling by the Righteous Brothers. And Proud Mary by the Checkmates, which was later made famous by Tina Turner. Jeez. Um, and those, are, so, those are some yeah high up there yeah and those are only some like for anybody who did theater if you remember ever having to do the do run run exercise did you Mm -hmm. ever have to do that yeah like to do run 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 um so that was based off a song that was popularized and i believe it was the 1960s or 70s -hmm.
0: um
1: and he produced that song as well wow yeah um like just, and he inspired a bunch, of, like the Beach Boys were heavily inspired by his work. Like he, he was very prolific in the music business and yeah. he was actually dubbed the quote first tycoon of teen by author and journalist, Tom Wolfe, because he would make like songs for the quote kitties, mm-hmm. um, not to be confused with meow meow cats. I mean like kitties <laughs> with a D. Yes. Which is a um, weird a weird but uh, but again it's at the time it's like the 60s. I know it's just a weird term. For- it's a weird term, but he's not like Woody Allening it. He's just like the kitties. That's what you call them nowadays. Yeah, I guess. It's like it's like someone's a cool cat if they play jazz. If you're a young kid listening to pop, you're a kitty. Um <laughs> I still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, you're my kitty. Oh, I um, hate it. Wow. And so then in nineteen sixty-seven, Spectre appeared briefly as himself for a cameo in an episode of the TV show I Dream of Genie, which I fucking mm. loved as a kid. And he also appeared as a drug dealer in the nineteen sixty-nine film Easy Rider. Hmm. So he was universally known like through like in yeah, the quote music, unquote business, TV, like film, yeah. TV, music. Like he was like a pop culture icon. Damn. Um, but as you know, with a lot of creative, famous, artistic people and whatnot, he was a bit of a weirdo and that included (laughs) being a bit of a recluse. Um, so he continued like throughout his career, he was somewhat reclusive, but he withdrew temporarily from the public eye completely in 1968 when he first married his, when he married his first wife, excuse me. When he married his first wife, Ronnie Bennett, of the Ronettes, um, who I mentioned earlier, they're the ones that sang Be My Baby, among other songs.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And the Ronettes were, especially thanks to him, becoming huge. Like, they were on a rise. They were really headed towards the top. Mm -hmm. Um, So, in an interview with People Magazine, Bennett said that after she married Spectre, the Ronettes disbanded. Um, it was also implied that it was, it, I read multiple things. It was implied that Spectre was at the base of them disbanding. Uh-oh. Like, not that he was he, like, like, he was the Yoko. No, he was like the control freak and was like, uh, okay, all right, you guys are done. Like, I got Weird. what I wanted. I've got my wife and now you guys don't need to do anything. Huh. Um, but I don't know what went down in reality. That was just, there were some, some whispers that okay. I read. Um, but so she said that the Runnuts disbanded and Phil kept her as a virtual prisoner in their Beverly Hills mansion, um, which he surrounded with barbed wire and guard dogs.
0: Did we pass this address when we went on our
1: little, we uh, very well might have, it's not his current address. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously uh, we'll (laughs) get into that, (laughs) but, um, no, but that's not the, like he, like, how do I put this? In modern, in present day, that is not the house that he lived in. Like, he had since changed homes. I don't know where Mm -hmm. he lived at the time he was married to Ronnie Bennett. Got um, it. Okay. Bennett told the Telegraph that the only time Spectre allowed her to leave was once a month, quote, to go get my feminine stuff if you catch my drift. God, he just was such a dude that he couldn't go out and buy pads? No. And, like, honestly... I would have taken that as my moment to fucking run like he was so like obviously yeah, right? uncomfortable with the fact that women get their periods that she wasn't allowed out of the house any other time but to like deal with that well shit yeah she was
0: only allowed to go out once to go get pads once, once a, a was, month that's what i'm saying yeah he emergency. only let,
1: he only let her leave once a month it gets worse um mm. and if she was gone longer than 20 minutes he'd send a bodyguard 20 minutes yes in la traffic in la traffic <laughs> yeah well, also also we went to like the top of like the hill that people live on in beverly hills uh-huh. it take it doesn't even take it takes like 30 minutes just to get up and down the hill <laughs> yeah the roads are super narrow they're windy <laughs> yeah yeah um and that's that's granted if they lived at the top but either way it's, yeah, true. it's we don't it's know not, the actual address yeah it's but it wasn't feasible it sounds like to me, but clearly she got it done sometimes if he didn't send a bodyguard twenty-four seven, he just sent it when she took longer than that. Jesus. But um Spectre would also scream at her so violently, she said, that she eventually became mute. Quote Ugh. The last year of my marriage I didn't talk at all because if I said anything, he'd yell at me, so why say anything? I was a scared little girl from Spanish Harlem, living in this mansion with five servants, not knowing what to do with any of it. I cried every night I was married. Among the bizarre and abusive things Spectre did, uh, probably the weirdest was when he adopted a set of twins, their sons Gary and Lewis, without Mm. telling Bennett. (laughs) Okay. Um, Quote, we were in the car and all of a sudden we pull up to the mansion and there's a fountain and there are these twins running around, these blonde-haired, blue-eyed twins. I should also note Spectre, like, it matters because she thought that this was like really weird and fucked anyway but like these are like the little girls from the shining and she is like a proud black woman okay like these children look nothing like her yeah but they look everything like phil Spector. he is a skinny white dude with blue eyes and at the time he probably had blondish hair we'll get into Mm -hmm. his his hair choices soon enough but Mm -hmm. like decidedly like these children looked like him and nothing like her yeah. Um so she says there are these twins. Um quote, I'm saying, what's this? He said, Merry Christmas. He never <laughs> said, Ronnie, what do you think we should do? Should we adopt twins? Nothing. Everything was a surprise, and no woman wants live children as a surprise. <laughs> live children. You want dead children as a surprise? I plead the fifth. Um <laughs> But Michael, if you're listening, please take note: no children, please. This no Christmas, surprise children. No children. No live children. No dead children. No children at all. Thank oh, you very come much. Come on, you ruin all the fun. I do. I do. Elliot, if you're <laughs> listening, Haley wants children, dead or alive. Um, oh God, no. <laughs> um. So yeah. So then, in 1969, a year after Specter got married, and while wow, he was still putting his wife through a living hell, um. Spectre made a brief return to the music business by signing a production deal with A&M Records, Mm -hmm. during which he produced the Beatles' Let It Be album, um, which led to Spectre co-producing albums with both John Lennon and George Harrison after the Beatles broke up. Mm. In 1972, Spectre won his first Grammy for producing George Harrison and Ravi Shankar's live album, The Concert for Bangladesh. Um, Damn. Yeah. So then, in 1974, he's got time to do all this
0: and keep his wife as a prisoner and have two. Uh, I mean, yeah, adopted twins. That she's she trapped want. at
1: home all. Uh, two things: a) she's trapped at home all day, so the kids are pretty much like guaranteed to be taken care of unless she like is like. Well, he I don't also give a has phone. like
0: butlers and
1: shit, right? Yeah, five servants. Yeah, and I don't know if that includes the bodyguard or not. Yeah, but I feel like the bodyguard would come like be useful if the kids are like fucking around. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. So then, that was one thing. I forget what my second thing is, so we're just going to forget it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Isn't brain damage great? It's Um, the best. Yeah. So then, in 1974, Spector established the Warner Spector label with Warner Brothers Records, Mm -hmm. and then a similar relationship with England's Polydor Records led to the formation of the Phil Spector International label in 1975. So, Homeboy's got... This is what I meant when I said that he... Like don't worry, like when he had to close down his label, now he's got two.
0: Yeah, he's got and he's freelancing.
1: Yeah, he's got a house in Beverly Hills. I think he's doing fine, like financially. Everywhere else, it's a raging dumpster fire. But other than that, um, so yeah. So as the 1970s progressed, Spectre became increasingly reclusive. Like you thought he was a recluse before, bitch, hold his beer and. (laughs) ronnie bennett with the help of her mother beatrice was able to escape from specter with their i i wrote in here with their sons because i can't imagine that she didn't but it wasn't mentioned anywhere but i can't see i can't see him taking care of the kids i can't see her leaving the kids behind to deal with that just forgotten children like yes she didn't want live children as a christmas present but i can't imagine that she would leave said live children with the man who adopted them hmm you never know though you never know. Um, so, they she escaped from Spectre in 1972, and Bennett told people that her mother feared for her life. Quote, she said, I'm your mother, and I'm going to tell you. I can't speak. Um, that's not what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your mother, and I'm telling you we got to get out of here, or you, my little girl, are going to be gone. Oh. Um. Yeah, Her her mother was, she said in multiple interviews, like, her mother thought that Spectre was going to kill her hmm
0: yes interesting also a uh, quick sidebar i looked up phil Spector's address and then i looked up my google maps timeline to see if we
1: drove by his house we his current not. address or his then the, address. the beverly hills address there were there were all right all right okay good well it okay my plan is still working okay because there's a bit about all right i'm gonna stop um okay cool. go <laughs> i was like real i was like Haley, if you spoil anything for me <laughs> I'm not. I'm not okay happy. okay um but that's good to know we didn't drive by his house
0: um we did so not then, we were on a different highway i'm looking at it right now we I'm were on a share. highway um uh, most of california's highways
1: so we were um I'm not going to give away our locations. I mean, we don't need to give away our locations. We're not there. That's true. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not like somebody... It's not like our one fan is going to show up and be like, hey. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and if they do, it will be a welcome
0: meeting. Hey, I promise. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> but we didn't drive um, by it. So go yes, ahead. Yes. Um, so her mother thought that she was going to die. And mm-hmm. Spectre often hid Bennett's shoes so that she basically couldn't leave the house i am assuming Um, okay she can't leave barefoot it's california well she left the house barefoot in order to not arouse his suspicions that she was leaving for good and Mm -hmm. specter's parting words although he didn't know it at the time were directed to beatrice saying quote now mrs bennett don't let veronica step on anything sharp weird very weird uh bennett ultimately filed for divorce from specter in 1974 good Yes. Uh, However, according to biographer Dave Thompson, the most probable and significant reason for Spectre's eventual full withdrawal from society was that on March 31st, 1974, he was seriously injured when he was thrown through the windshield of his car in a crash in Hollywood. Yeet. Back when seatbelts weren't a thing. Mm. Um, Like, they very well could have been invented, but, like, nobody used them. I remember when seatbelt, like, you had to wear your seatbelt became a law. And my mom was pissed. And I was young. Um, and it was yeah, very much I'm a do as I say, not that. as I do. It was It was yeah. like my mom forced us to wear our seatbelts, but she like hated wearing her seatbelt. Mm. Um, hi, mom. Don't get arrested. <laughs> uh, wear your seatbelt. Click it or ticket. But so according to a report published in the British journalism outlet New Musical Express, Spectre was almost killed in the accident. And it was only because the attending police officer detected a faint pulse that Spectre was not declared dead on the scene whoa yeah so we have the police officer to blame for what's to come let's remember that Um, he was just doing his job i know know. i know i know it's like those people that are like oh if hitler was a baby and you knew who he was would you have shot him it doesn't matter um he hasn't done anything yet He didn't know. (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) um so specter was admitted to the ucla medical center for serious head injuries that required several hours of surgery with over 300 stitches to his face and more than 400 to the back of his head Thompson suggests that these injuries were the reason that Spectre began his habit of wearing outlandish wigs in later years, and I suggest that these injuries turn Spectre into even more of a fucking psycho. Yeah, we um, got head injury, that's one of the, uh... That's, we got bingo! We got yeah. it, we got traumatic childhood, we got a head injury, that's bingo to me! Um, I know, he still needed, he didn't, uh, How'd he treat animals? Yeah, how'd he treat animals, and did he start <laughs> fires? He wore glasses. What? <laughs> he, the, what does I, that have to do with I, anything? In some pictures, because we talked about this, like, Jeffrey Dahmer wore glasses. Oh, the serial killer glasses? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends on what frames they were. I mean, he killed somebody, so it doesn't matter. He's a, he, they're, For all intents and purposes. Um, like, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, but so, yeah, so Spectre, after his accident, continued to work on albums with acts like Leonard Cohen and the Ramones throughout the remainder of the 1970s. Uh, mm-hmm. rumors circulated for years that Spector had threatened members of the Ramones with a gun during the sessions. Mm-hmm. Dee Ramone claimed that Spector once pulled a gun on him when he tried to leave a session early, but Ramones drummer Marky Ramone recalled in 2008, quote, the guns were there, but he had a license to carry. He never held a hostage. We could have left at any time. End quote. Interesting. So, yes. So jury's out on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, Spectre became inactive throughout most of the 1980s, 1990s, and early 2000s. He attempted to work with Celine Dion on her album Falling Into You, which is, in fact, still a banger. Uh, okay. but he fell out with her production team, so it never happened, and who knows? Maybe that's why it's a banger. Mm. Um... But so then, in 1988, Spector was sued by the Ronettes, which again included his former wife Ronnie Bennett, for mm-hmm. more than 10 million dollars in royalties and licensing fees, which they eventually won in 2003. Um, Good for like them. they they won. He initially had to pay them 10 million, and then he like appealed it, and he lost. And the judge was like, "Now you got to give him more." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah. No. And Ronnie Bennett is actually now making a name for herself again and like reviving her career and whatnot after like being his wife and raising her kids and all that other stuff um so she did have like she did get like a happily ever after for all intents and purposes and she was also delighted about what is to come (laughs) um oh wait no 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 he was also inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame in 2004 that's not that's not what she's delighted about. What no. she's delighted about is that on February third, two thousand three, police res- well, she's not delighted about this either. Hang on, um, <laughs> whoops. On February third, two thousand three, police responded to a nine one one call and found forty year old Lana Clarkson dead of a gunshot wound to the mouth in the foyer oh. of yep of Specter's Alhambra, California mansion known as the Pyrenees Castle. Mm-hmm. Um. That was what I was concerned you were going to mention. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, we definitely didn't drive by the Pyrenees Castle, but please do not mention the Pyrenees Castle. No. Um so prosecutors said that Mr. Spectre had tried to clean up the murder scene before authorities arrived. Uh Spector Rookie had, mistake. What? Rookie mistake. Yes, yes. Um Spectre had arrived had met uh, Um Spectre had met Clarkson, who was an actress who had appeared in various B remo- I can't speak today, um, who was an actress who appeared in various B-movies, including a small role in the classic Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, mm-hmm. She He met her earlier that night at the House of Blues in West Hollywood, where she was a hostess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right on the Sunset Strip. It's like everything's hopping. And he asked her to go back to his house that night for a drink. And she said yes. All right. Also... Just real quick, by this time, Spectre was 63 years old, had mm-hmm. earned a reputation for being a recluse, eccentric, domineering, and having a penchant for guns and alcohol, often mixing them both. Fantastic. And a partridge in a pear tree. Um, according to CBS News, Spectre emailed his friends a little bit more than a month after the incident on March 11, 2003, to say that it was a quote, accidental suicide. And on mm. June eleventh, two 2003, Spectre's account of the incident got even weirder when he told Esquire, Ex- I can't, I can't, when he told Esquire in an interview, quote, this is a long one, but it's, like, weird. It's, okay. a, I, I wanted to, like, it's one of those ones where I wanted to, like, cut it, but then I was just, like, too much. Mm, mm. Um, she kissed the gun. I have no idea why. I never knew her. Never even saw her before that night. I have no idea who she was or what her agenda was. They have the gun. I don't know where or how she got the gun. She asked me for a ride home. Then she wanted to see the castle. She was loud. She was loud and drunk, even before we left the House of Blues. She grabbed a bottle of tequila from the bar to take with her. I was not drunk. I wasn't drunk at all. There is no case. She killed herself. Mm. Like, that's a... Like, the lady doff protest too much. All right. That's a lot of... That's a little... That's giving me some R. Kelly vibes. But anyway. Um. However... Sheriff's officials thought otherwise, particularly when the coroner ru- ruled Clarkson's death a homicide. Mm-hmm. And two months later, Spectre was charged with murder to which he pled not guilty. Hmm. Shocking. Yeah. So Spectre was arrested and then freed on $1 million bail. And Whoa. in February 2004, he fired his defense attorney, Robert Shapiro, who was a lawyer who also represented O.J. Simpson during his murder trial. I was going to say, I thought I recognized that name. That is why you recognize that name. And he replaced him with Leslie Abramson, who calls Phil, quote, an icon. The an, Well, I can't. Who called Phil an idol, an icon, and the definition of cool. <laughs> all All <laughs> okay. things that therefore... Make it impossible for him to murder. Um, those are the three things that what, do she not give you him? killer... B- I don't know if Leslie is he or she, first of all, but... Is he she trying to fuck him? <laughs> is he she trying to fuck him? I don't know. I kind of doubt it. Like, But you never know. Calm your roll, man. Like, you're trying to...
0: Get him I, off of a murder i charge think you need to google phil
1: Spector. i think you need to google phil I, Spector I, I before we googled talk phil Spector about and have you also, seen phil specter
0: <laughs> yeah also quick sidebar i also googled uh ronnie Spector, and as far as i can tell it looks like she did not take her children with her when she
1: yeah uh, i like, like I, I said i house. couldn't find anything saying that she did but i also can't imagine she didn't take her children because he would not have raised them. He didn't raise them.
0: I know, but I'm also like after they. Say and she also
1: had children. Like she remarried and had children. She remarried. Her and she has two husband. sons. Yeah,
0: yeah. But it doesn't say anything that she has any contact with the two adopted. And they also uh in 19. I mean, you? it sounded like
1: she didn't want them very much, and I'm sure no. they were aware.
0: But in 1969, they adopted a son together. And then two years later, they adopted, uh, he adopted the twins for them. Yes. And then a few months after that, she left. But it doesn't look like she took any of the kids with her. I can't imagine And there's no that she information about the kids after she she leaves him.
1: Yeah, there's no information about the kid. Like, apparently the kids were kept as, like, what's, like, like how a lot of celebrities want their kids to be, like, out of the spotlight and live a normal yeah. life and all that other shit. Like, the twins, for example, are in their 60s or their 50s right now. Yeah, like you don't really know much about them. It's kind of kept like quiet so that they could have lived a normal life. Yeah, not really possible when your dad is Phil Spector because he's just a loon. But so I, I see a
0: quote from Ronnie Spector here that says, uh "Quote: The more kids I got, the further I was in that mansion, and I never yeah. got out until I ran out and escaped." So it, it looks like he didn't take his with power her. Play,
1: but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know if she came back and got them or whatever. Like I said, like, I, I put down, I didn't know if she brought the kids, but yeah. I like to think that she brought the kids just because, like, who the fuck that does good that? Happen to them. That's obviously a hellhole that she was in, for sure. But yeah. especially children that she did not knowingly bring into this, why would you leave them to, like, have to deal yeah, with that? I guess. Them? Um, but I don't know. Ronnie, if you're listening, let us know where what happened with those kids. Um, but so, yeah. So then back to the trial. On September twenty seventh, 2004, he was indicted for a second degree murder. And he protested against the, quote, the Hitler-like district attorney and his mm-hmm. stormtrooper henchman. End quote. So you're
0: going <laughs> two different hist- ways. History and also film. Yes.
1: Yes. All right. Yes. If Hitler were Darth Vader, um, hmm. so then on February 3rd, 2005, Clarkson's mother additionally filed a wrongful death suit against Phil on the two- year anniversary of her daughter's death. Hmm. Um, jury selection began for the the initial trial, the murder trial, on March in March 2007, with opening statements beginning the following month, and the case and subsequent trial caught national attention with the Spectre case playing out with live coverage on Court TV, which is now True TV, for those wondering. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, oh, I've never heard of Court TV. Well, that's why. Because I was also like, I've never heard of Court TV. Why don't I get Court TV? It's because it doesn't exist anymore. It's True TV. Um, It's it's back when Oxygen was airing the Bad Girls Club before they figured out that their true path was crime. Okay. Um, so during the trial, prosecutors argued that Spectre shot Clarkson because she resisted his advances. Mm. Um, a judge eventually declared that prosecutors would be allowed to provide evidence of Spectre threatening women with guns in the past, and the prosecution put multiple women on the stand who testified that Spectre had indeed done that. One of the women, Dorothy Melvin, who was Joan Rivers's former manager, RIP Joan Rivers, uh, mm-hmm. testified that while dating Spectre in the 1990s, the usually charming music producer suddenly terrorized her with a gun, hit her on the head twice, ordering her to, ordered her to undress, and accused her of stealing. Jeez. Yeah. Furthermore, Vincent Tenazzo, a retired New York City police detective, later testified that at two Manhattan Christmas parties given a year apart in the early 1990s by comedian Joan Rivers, again, Love her. Mm-hmm. Miss her. Uh, Spectre was removed. And wh- when he was removed, he was yelling obscenities against women and shouting, these quote, these, expletive for women, they all deserve a bullet in their heads. End quote. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. You have, been, you have been awarded one yike. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, then on May 15th, 2007, the day before my brother's birthday... Spectre's chauffeur, Adriana D'Souza, who had driven his boss, and Clark's, Clarkson, back to the mansion that night and was waiting in the car when the gun went off in the house, mm-hmm. testified that Spectre came outside with a gun in his hand and told him, quote, I think I just killed somebody. Oh. End quote. Um, All right. I I would say you did, Bill. Yeah. Um, the defense noted. Very astute. Yes. That is, that is, you are correct, sir. Um, (laughs) The defense noted that D'Souza was a Brazilian immigrant, not fully proficient in English, and said he might have misquoted Spectre, who they suggested might have actually been telling him to call, quote, call somebody. A Mm. gurgling fountain nearby and the driver's fatigue and hunger from working all night may have added to the confusion, they told jurors. So literally, like, I, I just, I don't know, man. Sounds about white. Yeah. yeah so, a bit. yeah. The defense claimed Clarkson, depressed about her career and struggling with money problems, had shot herself, perhaps as suicide or perhaps accidentally. Okay. Sure. Um I don't know how you dis- accidentally shoot yourself in the mouth, but Yeah. Sure. Or I mean why you would do it in a relative stranger's foyer. Yeah. Like that makes. Little to no sense. I yeah, know that people true, have done it true. in weirder places, but, like... Mm. Yeah. Um, so then on June 11th, the DNA evidence was presented, and a criminalist testified that none of Spectre's DNA was found on the gun, but that it was found on Lana Clarkson's body. There okay. was no forensic evidence to prove Spectre had held the gun, although there was a spray of blood on his clothing. The mm-hmm. defense argued that the blood, spl- the blood pattern showed Spectre was too far away to have shot Clarkson. And throughout the trial, Spectre sported a range, here's where we talk about his hair, um, Mm -hmm. a range of dramatic hairstyles, and was accompanied to court by bodyguards and his much younger new wife, Rochelle Short, who Spectre married in September 2006. So she was aware that he had possibly killed somebody and was still like, let's do it. Cute. Yep. That's that's how I want to, like, oh, God. Why not? Yeah. Um... So then, on August twenty seventh, two thousand seven, Bruce Cutler left Spector's self defense team. I don't know why I said self defense. Um, Clarkson <laughs> needed self defense, um, yeah. not to victim blame. I I just I would have loved to have throat punched that motherfucker. Um, so Bruce Cutler left Spector's defense team, citing quote a difference of opinion between Mister Spectre and me on strategy end quote. Mm-hmm. Linda Kenny Baden, who went on to be very prominent in the trial took his de- his place as the defense lead. Okay. On des- September 18, 2007, after deliberating for a week, the jury came back deadlocked 7 to 5. However, Judge Larry Paul Fidler refused to grant an immediate mistrial and instead gave the jurors new instructions and ordered them to resume deliberations. Hmm. The jury returned on September 26 to, defort- to report that they were still deadlocked 10 to 2 with the majority voting to convict Spectre. All right. Shortly after Judge Fidler declared a mistrial in the case, the Los Angeles um, County District Attorney's Office announced plans to seek a retrial, and Spector was convicted of murder in 2009 after the retrial and sentenced to 19 years to life in prison. Mm-hmm. Steve Cooley, the Los Angeles County District Attorney, said that after the verdict, quote, said after the verdict, quote, I want to acknowledge the many women who testified and presented a picture of Phil Spector end quote mm. yes so
0: it's good. not even that, you, that long
1: ago no no it really wasn't like we it's were like young years ago. when it happened like I, we were in like third and fourth grade when it when the initial like crime happened yeah yeah but we were in high school when he was convicted
0: like yeah, that's crazy. i have vague I memories
1: of the case
0: I, I don't remember it at all it like, was on uh, e-news you said you were doing him
1: and oh, okay. i wasn't allowed to watch mtv but i was allowed to watch e news and therein was my loophole
0: all right yeah because you yeah. said the name and i was like i i've heard I a lot of people name,
1: but i don't really know what the case is you'll you'll know why in a minute why you've heard of yeah. it yeah um so in june 2010 Rochelle short his again his wife released a new album titled out of my shell c-h-e-l-l-e for shell On which Spectre is listed as a producer, and this was his first production in 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Spectre went on to file for divorce from Short in 2016. Are you shocked? Because I sure am. No. Spectre's lawyers went on to appear in appeals court on April 12, 2011, asking to overturn Spectre's conviction in favor of a third trial in the death of Lana Clarkson on the basis that the 2009 trial was unfair. However, on May 2nd, 2011, the California Second District Court of Appeals ruled unanimously against the defense's contentions that Spector's 2009 trial was unfair. Mm-hmm. And on February 21st, 2012, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to review Spector's murder conviction. So everybody was like, "Nah, he did it." Yeah. No, don't even try. Yeah. So. How- to your time. Yeah, but so here's how you know probably of it. Um, okay. In 2013, David Mannett, who is the father of girl star Zosha Mannett, she plays Shoshana Shosh. Yes, it's And true. Yes, and he is also the co-founder, along with William H. Macy, of the Practical Aesthetics Acting Technique, which I studied in college, fun fact. Um, mm. And he wrote and directed a film for HBO Films that centered on the relationship between Phil Spector and defense attorney Linda Kenny Baden during the trial for the murder of Lana Clarkson. All and right, the drama was released in 2013 and starred Dave, Dame Dame I can't. God damn, can't. Okay, um, and starred Dame Helen Mirren as Baden and Al Pacino as Phil Spector. And oh, ge- that's generous. No, he like their makeup department. I'll get into it. Like was nominated for a lot of awards because he oh, was there did. Really? Yeah, they made him up good. Damn. He looked. He looked like Phil Spector. Like, at first, I because to the point where I knew of this movie, I remember many, many moons ago watching it, like, back when I was basically, like, a freshman in college. Did you have the title of it? I I didn't catch it. It's just, it's Phil Spector. Oh, it's called Phil Spector? Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. I think. Wait. Because I have it written down here. Yeah, no, it's Phil Spector. Oh, all right. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah cuz then after you said that I was like did I not say it? And I was like no, it's here. Yeah, no. Um it's on HBO and high school and college were when I really discovered HBO. So ask me about HBO and I will tell you everything about HBO. Um right, then. But no, it it was a TV movie through HBO. Yeah. Um it did have limited release in theaters, but it wasn't like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And but yeah, feel, like I was thinking back I haven't seen this movie again in like years. And I was thinking to myself, oh like who I forget who played Phil Spectre and it like if I tell you it's Al Pacino, then you go, oh yeah, it's Al Pacino, but like they do a very good job. Yeah, I'm just of looking making at the, him... the cover of it now and yeah. it does not look like him. Forget that. Like scroll if you're looking, like continue to scroll through if you're on IMDb or anything like that, like scroll through the pictures for a minute. Yeah. And when he's like in full specter mode, he looks nothing like him. He looks Shit. nothing like him. Um, like, I by that, I mean he looks nothing like Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> um, nothing <yes>. like himself. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. So, that being said, the film has a 50% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and mm. the critical consensus is, quote, its top-shelf script and terrific cast ensure that it's always watchable, but Phil Spector fails to provide true inc- truly compelling drama, end quote. Hmm. Also, to include some choice words from the New York Times reviewer Alessandra Stanley, Quote, even with a Mamet screenplay and actors like Mr. Pacino and Ms. Mirren, there is not much anyone can do to make the audience care. End quote. All right, then. Yikes. However, I love David Mamet and think he can do no wrong. Same for Helen Mirren. So I'm taking all that with a grain of salt and I encourage everybody to do the same. And... Not only that, but the film was nominated for two Golden Globes, Mm -hmm. which were Best Performance by an Actor in a Miniseries or Motion Picture Made for TV, and Best Performance by an Actress in a Miniseries or Motion Picture Made for TV, for Mm -hmm. Pacino and Mirren, respectively, and 11 Primetime Emmy Awards, which I won't list all of them, but Hair and Makeup were on there for nominations, and David Mamet was nominated for both his writing and directing and it was nominated for outstanding miniseries or movie yeah so i think people are just haters yeah <laughs> i thought it was good um and that's that's pretty much all on phil Spector. there is one fun tidbit that just came out in the past couple of days um the pyrenees castle went on the market this weekend did like, it really yes it did and that's what i thought you were going to mention and i was like god damn it hate we. <laughs> No. i thought you were gonna be like i couldn't find it but i did see and i was like damn it. no um but yes it went on the market this past weekend for 5.5 million dollars and i'm it. interested i was gonna ask if you wanted to go in on it but at the same time someone was murdered in the foyer
0: it's all right i got my uh my um taxes back don't talk so to let's... me about taxes don't talk don't <laughs> talk to me go about buy taxes
1: it. i mean it depends on if it comes with this wig collection that's true. I would like some wigs. I would like some wigs to sweeten the deal. The wigs of a murderer. <laughs> yes. A convicted murderer. <laughs> Mr. Yes. I didn't do it. Um so yeah. So that is the trial of Phil Spector and the murder of Lana Clarkson. And it's fucked. And not enough people know about it, and they should, because it's it's a doozy. Yeah. It's it's it's, oh wait i'm also finding here
0: i'm i'm yeah full disclosure i'm on the wikipedia but yes. it says uh, for phil specter it says that um the character of ronnie z-man barzell in beyond the valley of the dolls from 1970 uh is based on specter huh. um yeah and then phantom i haven't of, seen
1: that I'll, I'll full disclosure yeah haven't seen it don't know
0: it's weird phantom of the Paradise, the villainous character i Swan, never heard of that. Was supposedly inspired by Spectre. Um, uh, What's Love Gotta Do It Do with It from nineteen ninety three? Spectre was, was portrayed by that Rob was LaBelle. A
1: delightful movie in its portrayal of Tina Turner and her entire like struggle. That's crazy. Like it wasn't delightful in terms of content, but they did an excellent job portraying yeah. all the shit that Tina Turner went through. And it would make sense that Phil Spectre was yeah. included in that given that he he worked a lot with Ike and Tina and also a lot of songs that t- made Tina Turner famous or that Tina Turner made famous, however you want to put it, that were previously written and performed by other artists. He worked with uh-huh. those artists and he got Tina to do them so that they like became even more popularized. Like Rolling on the River by Creedence Clearwater yeah. Revival. But, you know, mm, yeah, there, you know. There
0: seems to be a lot of movies that... Um, have like use him as like a base for a certain character yeah he's a pop culture icon yeah Metalocalypse. uh there's a character called uh dick nubler who is a parody of specter based on profession appearance and record of assault and Mm. um in 2009 the movie a reasonable man uh one of the characters is reportedly based on specter remember
1: i vaguely remember that that title that movie title a reasonable man a reasonable man i like how I, I wouldn't be able to like tell you anything about it but i have vague memories of- it says
0: that the film examines uh phil Spector's relationship with john lennon
1: that would make sense yeah That would make sense that that, I would remember that because we did that episode on John Lennon. That's true. (laughs) Uh, There's a movie from 2014
0: called Love and Mercy and Spectre is portrayed by Jonathan Slavin.
1: Slavin? 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 I don't know. That name sounds familiar, though. Yeah. Also, you reminded me with the John Legend. uh, Not John Legend. Jesus, God. (laughs) John Um, Lennon. (laughs) Yeah. The John Lennon thing. Also, fun, fun story, fun fact, whatever you want to call it, when ronnie specter now back to being ronnie bennett um initially was like dating phil specter when he was super sweet and like got her in his clutches she actually had john lennon actively pursuing her um mm-hmm. one story that i read in my research was they were in london and she was kind of just like looking out at the lights and was like london is beautiful and he was like it's true you are and Ugh. she was like I, like but she really liked john lennon but was like i didn't want to like i really liked phil too and i didn't want to do that to him since i was already dating like she was so close granted john legend wasn't much jesus lennon. christ <laughs> i know i know too <laughs> john lennon is a king amongst men john lennon was not so nice to his ladies um in multiple senses of the word and I don't know who she would have been better off with, but I just find I found that to be really interesting that she was that close to dating not John Phil Spector. Like yeah. how how all of that could have changed things because she she also like was getting to know him right around when like Yoko was going to break up the Beatles, like soon yeah. after Yoko broke up the Beatles. Um mm. I don't think Yo- Yoko, if you're listening, I don't think you broke up the Beatles. That's just what everybody says. So I'm just going based on what everybody else says. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was something. I don't know. I don't know what to think of that, but I it, it does make you wonder what could have happened on that end, like in her life. Yeah. But yeah,
0: interesting.
1: Interesting.
0: But yeah. So, um, we'll probably put a bunch of uh the songs that he had stuff to do with
1: so many songs like lots of beach boys lots of ramones the beatles the ronettes if you're if you've never heard the ronettes they've got a lot of good stuff if
0: i remember i'm never gonna promise to do it but if i remember i will make a um a spotify playlist of spill
1: fi- Phil specter jams okay i can't speak either I, it's I, late nobody can it is <laughs> it's late i'm hungry like it's all right let's go home so yeah <laughs> so check out the website
0: crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com and check and out the patreon yeah the patreon it's We're linked on, on the there. website
1: it is it, so is our social I think media it,
0: yes I, but i think if you go on patreon and just search crime culture I'm, i believe it pops up also but anyway go to the website and it's already linked on there so that's easy enough yeah, and all the social media. Uh, we've been talking to a lot of people on Instagram, which is really fun. And they've been they've
1: been nice folks. I yes. can confirm. Yes, I'm a fan. We post very tasty memes. Yes, we do post so. tasty memes. We try to keep them relevant most of the time, but yeah. they're they're still as spicy as they can be. Oh yeah, there's a n- never-ending
0: uh, list of. True crime memes that we can
1: throw yes. up there.
0: But yes. um we also post like updates on the episodes and all that fun stuff. And yeah. then there's the Twitter and the Facebook and all that crap. So follow us. I love call us. It like crap. us. Crap. I love us. Alright. And um, rate review subscribe. Yeah.
1: We haven't said that one in a while. We haven't said that one in a while. And please no. do like give write us a review like just write us a nice review write us a nice review but please like just review us let us yeah. know what you think email us let us know what you think
0: yeah crime yeah. at gmail.com that is our email in fact you can email us yeah that just so, so happens to be our email so
1: all that stuff yeah. and we'll see you next tuesday <gasps> but not before you listen to this cool promo Oh, we have a promo this week? We have a promo this week. Who I is it? You. Who's which one of our friends? I believe it is. Anyways, how's your sex life? And Ooh, I don't fun. believe like it is. It is. It is. <laughs> Anyways, how's your sex life? Yeah. Please enjoy this cool promo from our friends, Anyways, how's your sex life? And check them out. They're they're absolutely lovely people. They're fucking fantastic. Like, truly. Like, so check them out. And give them some love, and... And then give us some love. Yeah, give us some love, love give them some love. Just share the love, spread the love. All right, listen to the promo,
0: and we'll see you next week. See you, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Hey sluts, I am Channa. And I'm Corey, And we are the hosts of Anyway's How's Your Sex Life. Join your fellow true crime buffs and horror addicts as we share weekly stories of murder, demonic possession, and nocturnal Apparitions. So grab your spirit boards, lights and candles, and listen to our True Crime and Supernatural podcast with a comedic queer twist. You can now find us on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Also, you can like us on Instagram and Facebook or follow us on Twitter. At A-H-Y-S-L podcast or anyways, how's your sex life? Hope to flirt with you soon. Bye. Bye.